House Party and MTV Scream Recap Podcast. I am your host, Marn. You can find me on Twitter at Court Survivors. I am joined in the studio today by Nessa. Hey, I'm Nessa, also known as Loch Nessa. L-O-C-H-N-E-A-S-S-A. My name's spelled weird. I am also joined in the studio today by Jacqueline. Uh, hello, hello. I'm Jacqueline Sheher. I You can find me on Tumblr at Swampert. And I am also joined in the studio by Emma. Hi, I'm Emma. Any pronouns are fine. Spin a wheel, see what it lands on, win a prize. Uh, and my Twitter is at EmmettSCA. And for this week, we watched episodes five and six of the first season of Scream. Incredible. Also, I forgot to say she, her. She, her. I also forgot to say she, her. We're good at this. There sure was a lot of episode per episode today, guys. Yeah. I'm so normal about it. (laughs) Yeah. I, several times during, like, what, in the middle of watching episode five, I was like, well, surely this is it, right? Like, they're, they're gonna end the episode here. And then they just didn't. And it kept going. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't think it was that long when I was watching it. And then I looked back at my notes when I was done watching episode five and episode six. And episode five is like two to three times longer than my notes for literally any other episode. Episode five was so much that I kind of thought we already covered it. I was like, oh, that like <laughs> th- th- that stuff already happened, right? I usually, I did a bad job of taking notes. I have six full notebook pages for both oh episodes. Oh my god. Oh my god. And I didn't even, it's not even, de- usually I'm like writing, I'm like pausing and going back and writing down quotes. This one is just like Emma plus Audrey, Emma plus Will, phone call. Like, the most bare outline. <laughs> this is... <laughs> I feel like this is our reward for last episode complaining that not a lot happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we ate our vegetables and now we get this just, like... Too much dessert. 40, yeah, this, like, 43-minute dessert of an episode. <laughs> God. <laughs> so, where we left off last time, um, Emma's... The, the like, videotape that had been recorded of Emma and Will having sex for the first time had been forwarded to every phone in town, it was implied. Yes, there were just yeah. people in the coffee shop who were like, what's this now? Yeah, because uh, Nina had it on her laptop and Noah hacked into the laptop and, like, accidentally tripped a, like, failed safe something none of the like hacky computery stuff in the show makes sense it's fine don't think too hard about it (laughs) so this episode picks up with emma being um like she goes to school and everyone is making fun of her behind her back and to her face because they have seen the video of her and will having sex this school sucks yeah (laughs) this school sucks yeah and she talks to Audrey, who is like, well, you have to admit, it's a little bit cosmic justice for, like, you helping Nina publish that video of me. Yeah, and I'm like, Audrey, those are on kind of different levels, bud. Yeah. I feel like that like, was on yeah. very different levels. I feel like that was not a line written by a woman. Yeah. 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 
basically no one uh, that Emma talks to is, like, handling this well, though. Because Will also, like, comes up to her in the hallway and is like, hey, why aren't you returning my calls? Yeah, I wrote down just Will, buddy, pal. Yeah. And um, he... He tells Emma that, like, he had nothing to do with the video and and she just straight up doesn't believe him. And they have this little, like, back and forth about, like, who else could it be? And Emma's like, well, maybe it was Jake. And Will's like, no, I don't think it was Jake. Jake would would never because Jake, he says because Jake would be scared of the consequences of me killing him for doing that. And, I mean, us as the audience are like, hmm, no, Jake is not, you do not have Jake on a leash. No, yeah. In the continually, like, progressing storyline of Will and Jake, Will is not the one who is, like, physically intimidating there. Yeah, they've they've also, like, kind of established that Jake has a lot of, like, social and influential power over him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Emma basically doesn't believe, like, a word that he's saying, um, and she wants nothing to do with him, so she kind of, like... Is like, all right, fuck off, goodbye. Um, and she gets a phone call from the killer and then finds a photo of her and Will in her locker that says, just like your mother. The killer must have taken an improv class at some point because I, I gotta give him props for yes-anding the leaked video situation. Yeah! <laughs> Thinking on your He's going, cool. <laughs> we can work with this. Was it Noah or was it... Me. <laughs> I'll never tell. Yeah, the the killer really is just straight up taking credit for like a complete accident at this point. Yeah, which we do quickly learn that Emma knows was an accident because Noah is apologizing profusely for it. Yeah. Um but so so before we get that scene we learn that um the state police has arrived in, in town in Lakewood to take over the case from the sheriff. Um, the, the mayor has brought them into town because the governor wants the case resolved quickly. Um, and so we meet a new character, Lorraine, who is state police and she has a history with the sheriff. Yeah, I I do not. The, the, the like... Our our noble white man sheriff is getting his power usurped by like an by an agent of the state, and it's very like okay TV show. Yeah, yeah. The sheriff is so much in his own separate TV show. <laughs> like yeah. every really scene is. where he is the focus, it like changes vibe. It changes like almost even like the filming style. It changes to like a cop drama. No, yeah. Again, I think we were talking about this last time. He like extremely thinks that he's like the the protagonist of like a procedural like cop show, but the killer like doesn't care about him at all. <laughs> like the killer just absolutely does not give a shit about like getting in contact with him or like him trying to solve the mystery. So, so yes, yeah, so we find out that Lorraine is, is taking the lead on this case and, like, the sheriff is basically kind of being demoted in his own investigation. Um, and then we go back to school and Noah is, like, apologizing profusely to Emma for sending her private business to everyone in town. Um, but Emma, Emma forgives him because she's like, 
I mean, it's not your fault. Like, you absolutely didn't know that, like, it was going to send a text to every single person in town. Noah does a bad job of phrasing it, though, as he calls it um, crazy zombie sex virus in reference to the... Yeah. (laughs) Computer virus that did this. He really, he really does call it that. (laughs) He can't help being quirky. He's not like other boys. He likes zombies. (laughs) And so they're in English class and uh, Mr. Branson lets Noah sit out like their their little Paris assignment because he's like, oh, yeah, your partner died. (laughs) And uh, their their thematic English class lesson of the week is, of course, the Scarlet Letter. Did Mr. B ad lib that? Oh, 100 percent. Because like none of them have read it. This whole scene is just, like, so much in how it escalates. It sucks. Like, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, general pro tip for teachers. If your student has, like, revenge porn used against them, maybe don't teach a lesson about it. Yeah. You know, as we all know, somebody, not going to name names, uh, was caught being beat by their father, the basketball coach, this weekend. So this week we're all going to be reading the novelization of Air Bud. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, this sounds like a really good skit on like a, like a really shitty comedy show. So Will throws a tantrum... In the middle of English class because, like, a student makes fun of him for being bad at sex. I feel like everyone throws a tantrum in this moment. Like, Jake starts calling out Mr. B. Will starts yelling at Jake. And then Emma starts just, like, taking over. My my notes for this scene were just, Jake go off, Will go off, Mr. B fuck off, Emma go off. <laughs> yes, this truly is the Meltdown May of episodes. And then we see Kieran again for the first time in over 45 minutes yeah. of show. And they give us an excuse for why he's been gone. Yeah. Yeah. I had forgotten that Emma directly is like, hey, where did you go? <laughs> I can't tell like, if this is like trying to cover for whatever whatever like obligations the actor had or if it's like this is the television show really cleverly trying to like ooh he was gone maybe he could have been the killer yeah i was i was also thinking about that um it's a little weird but it's kind of nice that they acknowledge like oh hey he was just like gone for a full episode <laughs> and good excuse needed to go up to indianapolis or no bloomington is this in indiana they are in hold on i i feel like so it's filmed in Louisiana. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if they ever actually say that they're in Louisiana. Oh, they're in California, according to the wiki. Of, yo, of course, Bloomington, California. The most famous of Bloomingtons. <laughs> yep. I mean, I believe um, it. I did oh, no, 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 wait, check. hold on. Wait, the wiki has like three different states listed. Oh. So... <laughs> Under under state on the top of the Lakewood page, it says California, but under trivia, it says 
It's originally speculated that Lakewood is located in Louisiana. However, many cars are shown to have Colorado license plates. Huh. So I like, I like how this is a bigger mystery to us. What fucking state is this? I feel like I, it can't be California because gay marriage was already legalized in California by before 2015. True. Right, it's got to be Colorado because yeah. they went through the trouble of putting Colorado license plates on shit. Yeah, it's got to either be Colorado or Louisiana then. Yeah, where does Kieran say that he, he went? He says Bloomington, I remember, because that's the name of my dad's hometown. And I was like, ah, they must be in Indiana. Ah. Could be. I mean, he just moved here. Interesting. Wait, didn't they say he moved from Georgia? I think in the first episode, he just moved from Georgia. They should, they should have just <laughs> read the line and been like, I was in the big city. Yes. Yeah. I was in the big city doing insurance because my mom's dead. Just as a reminder, that's my thing. Oh, God. Speaking of which, yeah. who wants to do a sex on you in the hallway? Yeah, this. Oh, God. I was watching this with my girlfriend, and they were just like, why are they doing this in the hallway? It's so. Oh. Yeah, Kieran is very. Kieran comes back and is immediately, like, very horny in this episode. Yeah. He he tells Emma like out the gate that he hasn't watched the her first time video because he likes the anticipation. Yucky! Yeah. The worst thing you could say, and God. Emma's like, "Ooh, yeah." <laughs> and then Emma like opens up to him, and she's like, "I'm I'm really scared. Like, I don't want to I don't want to deal with this anymore. I just want to let the cops deal with it." And Karen's like, well, you don't need to be afraid. Full stop. <laughs> Doesn't say anything else. And Emma says. Okay. <laughs> High school be like that. You know, sometimes you fear for your life and then a hot dude in a leather jacket's like, but what if you didn't? Okay, so true, though. <laughs> like, yeah. Meanwhile, Will is living in his worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, these two episodes are literally just Will's no good, very bad, horrible week. Yeah, um, and he talks to Jake, who thinks it's extremely funny. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, but, I, but when will Jake die? <laughs> Jake I do like such Jake a good more than well. Though. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's something about me that's like actively worse. Where I'm like, why do you get to live? The guy who makes <laughs> no good, the who makes almost no good actions or thoughts, even gets to just keep going. Because he's a compelling antagonist. Yeah. Um, and Jake wants to know if he has told Emma something. And Will says, I'll never tell Emma the truth. <laughs> <laughs> well, put a pin in that, because that's going to come up soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, they, they argue a little bit more, because Will is like... I'm still going to help you blackmail the mayor, but I can't believe that I let you talk me into this. And then they have a candlelight vigil for the victims of the killer, which they make a point of showing that like Rachel isn't included in, but she has like her own little area that um that like Audrey and some other people have made. And um Emma goes there to apologize to Audrey once again. And um, Lorraine and the sheriff are also there. 
they they continue their little back and forth. You find out later they they have some history as as both professional and I and it's kind of implied romantic partners. Um, and then Piper shows up to the vigil and interviews Emma about uh, Audrey and Rachel's relationship. Because she says that she talked to Rachel's parents who said that Rachel was intimidated by Audrey. And um, Audrey could get Rachel to do things that maybe she didn't normally want to do. Emma is like, I'm pretty sure Rachel's parents are just homophobic and didn't like Audrey. (laughs) Yeah, I don't trust Piper. Everything she does makes me go, hmm. Yeah, like... Woodper and like I, I, this is not like journalist integrity talking to some teenager being like, hmm, what if though? It's hard to know the truth. Yeah, Piper is a little bit. They kind of set her up in in like specifically this episode also as like kind of like a manipulative like reality show producer where she like goes up to Emma and is like, well, I heard. That Audrey was a manipulative girlfriend, and what do you what do you have to say about that? And I was like, I, I don't believe that. Like, <laughs> it, it sounds fake. Yeah. yeah, Piper is like narrativizing a lot. Like, it really feels like you are like preparing the recaps. Like, you're you're preparing the words you're going to say on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's like she's trying to turn all of them against each other. Yeah, it it does kind of feel that way. <laughs> a little bit. Um, especially, like, later in, in, like, episode six when she, like, gets really buddy-buddy with Will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so Emma's, Emma's just kind of, like, walking around at this vigil, like, talking to people and, like, meeting different people. So she meets uh, Lorraine, who asks her to come into the sheriff's office for an interview. Um... <laughs> I wrote weird and insensitive thing to do at a vigil and also <laughs> and also my wife's note was that could have been a phone call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, li- literally Emma's like she's like can I talk to you about this and Emma's like I'm kind of busy right now at a vigil. Yeah. yeah, she's like about to deliver a eulogy and she gets like pulled aside by this cop. Yeah. They also once again hit Emma with the out-of-date fashion. I am almost confident I had that same shirt in middle school. Oh, yeah. They really, they really do. The studded collars. <laughs> yeah, again with, like, they're, they're dressing them in, like, just slightly out-of-date fashion. Yeah. I was, there was so much going on, I was distracted. The only person whose fashion I noticed was Audrey's outfit in class uh before all that stuff goes down and i was like she's dressed like how i um, always imagined web comics were dressed in 2012 audrey is very like almost goth and then they don't go all the way with her like her costuming choices granted i would follow her on fashion tiktok she'd be one of those people who's like look i don't dress for fashion i dress for me yeah <laughs> um so then uh so then Emma gives a little eulogy about Riley, um, but in the middle of her eulogy, she gets, like, a creepy video of her phone that's, like, someone in the crowd has taken a video of her, like, talking to Piper, um, and she freaks out and 
is like, oh, the killer is here. Like, I can't trust anyone. And she like has to leave because she's like having an anxiety attack. Yeah. Emma has like multiple of these throughout the episode. One of these, uh, it's kind of the part where she's in the hallway earlier also feels sort of like this moment of like, oh, I'm getting a call on everyone is on their phone right now. It could be anyone. Yeah. Even though that's not how phones work, but also that is how anxiety work. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Noah like has to take over for her and she she gets a text from the killer that says, Tell that cop about me and you'll get your mom's heart in a box. Which is upsetting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then while they're lighting candles at the vigil, she like sees or thinks she sees. It's kind of implied that it she could have just been imagining it. Um, the Brandon James mask in the crowd. Um, but she like runs around and she can't find anybody actually wearing it. And then they cut to the next morning, uh, her meeting with Lorraine, who is like, or she's grilling Emma about the phone calls that she said that she got from the killer and like why Emma doesn't think that Tyler was the killer. And Emma kind of realizes instinctively, like, okay, even though I said that I wanted the cops to take care of this, like, actually, I don't. Um, and she's like, it was just a prank. I overreacted. Don't worry about it. This is very much like I think would be my arc if I was ever in one of these, which is like, I just want someone else to take care of it. And then I'd be like, right, but cops suck at their jobs and they're just going to try to pin it on the first gay person they see. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like she she kind of trusted the sheriff because like her mom is tight with the sheriff. But now that the sheriff is, like, being pushed out of the equation, Emma's like, oh, no, I can't trust the cops. Never mind. And also the sheriff got Riley killed. Yes, the sheriff did also get Riley killed. Um, and, and Lorraine is suspicious that um, Emma and Maggie are being specifically targeted uh, because she thinks that Rachel's uh, suicide being staged was, like, something that only the medical examiner would catch and she thinks that it was a message specifically for the medical examiner who is Maggie and after so Emma and Maggie kind of like leave and as they're like walking out of the station they have an exchange where Maggie's like well you're not telling me stuff and Emma's like well you're not telling me things for my safety so I'm not telling you everything for your safety either. This is really such a good parent relationship in like a slasher situation. Yeah. Yeah, I I really like that Emma and Maggie have, like, a very complicated kind of, like, intergenerational final girl relationship going on. Yeah, it's nice because them caring so much about each other is, like, very apparent and, like, it works in their favor sometimes, but you can see where it goes to hindering the overall cohesion in figuring out who the killer is. Yeah. Um, and then we get a fantastic scene between Jake and Brooke at the cafe. I mean, this, this whole scene is very long and it's great. Um, (laughs) 
Brooke is like over caffeinated and like yelling at the barista and Jake has to like come up and like steer her away. But he also orders a large hot coffee and then a cup of ice and he drops the ice one by one into the hot coffee. He says he likes torturing the ice. Yeah. He's so, okay, first of all, this is such a real type of person and and I hate it. (laughs) Like, Working at fucking Dunkin' Donuts. This is like a constant order that I would see. And it was always this type of guy. Um, But also he's so like... He has this like what I would call creepy charisma. Um, Yes. Yeah. In that like... The the fact that he's only getting creepier but still being increasingly charming to me also... I, I think like the actor must either be doing incredibly or else maybe I've just watched too many of these teen slasher movies. I think the actor's doing a great job because he has some like yeah. face work later in the episode where I was like, yeah, that was on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, he's so committed to it. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I love actors who just like commit really hard to playing like an asshole character, but like you slowly uncover more layers about like how much of a weird asshole they are. <laughs> He's such a makeup a guy. He really is. Because even Brooke is like, why Like, why are you doing that to your coffee? Like, that is not a regular thing to do. <laughs> um, and, they, and they're talking about Brooke is, like, racked with guilt. She is, like, not doing very well. And she thinks that they have to tell Emma about something that happened freshman year. Because she does not want to keep lying to Emma. And... Jake kind of agrees, but he's like, I think that you should warn Will first, because that's, like, the polite thing to do. (laughs) But Brooke doesn't get to, because Emma is literally standing five feet away, because she works at the cafe. Um, (laughs) And Emma comes over and is like, what are you lying to me about? And Jake is like, well... Do what you gotta do. And he leaves. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you couldn't have done that at literally anywhere else that Emma doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also, I I love that Jake is like, oh yeah, you should warn Will. And then like as soon as Emma comes over, he is just like, well, I'm kind of here for this drama, but I also don't want to physically be here for it. So goodbye. <laughs> yeah. If it sucks, hit the bricks. <laughs> um, and kind of intercut with the scene is a scene with Audrey uh, and Noah at the game store, the video game store where Noah works. Um, and Noah has found spyware attached to their language arts, like homework uploader. Which like crazy. Where, like, yeah, it's like one of those like school websites where you go to like check your assignments and like upload your essays or whatever. Um, but Noah has found that like specifically for Mr. Branson's class, if they like check that website, it is it has like malware in it that can hack into their cameras. Yeah. My... Everyone's phone in like what is running really hot and they don't know why. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. Again, again, we're not thinking super hard about how the technology in this works, because if you think about it for more than 30 seconds, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I was going to say, I had a moment later on where I just realized, like, wait, if it's through the language arts homework, then how do they have footage of, like, adults, like the mayor? <laughs> I think that's been stuff like that. Well, Brooke's computer is in her house. Something, something, something. Wi-Fi. Something, something, something. Cameras are on the Wi-Fi. Huh? Maybe. Just don't think don't, about it. Yeah, just just don't think about it too hard. The writers of this show definitely know how programming and malware works. <laughs> so Noah like proves this by having Audrey like look at their language arts homework and then is like. I just hacked into your phone, basically, um, and is able to, like, take a video of Audrey from her own phone camera. Um, and, and so then it cuts back to Brooke and Emma, and Brooke tells Emma that freshman year, before they were friends, uh, Nina didn't like her. And so Nina bet Will that he couldn't sleep with Emma inside of a month. And we find out that this is why Will asked Emma out in the first place. And their whole relationship has been based on this bet. Yeah, and they make it ambiguous to try to garner, like, a little bit of sympathy for Will. With it starting with, like, him telling Nina that he thinks Emma's cute. But, like, buddy. Yeah. Wow. Guy. Yeah, I- I I wrote here, I hate Will so much. I guess good news is he didn't win the bet, because specifically Jake calls it the junior year sex moves, and Nina dares him to ask. I think he, I thought he said the junior high sex moves. Oh, you're, oh is what I wrote down. High. All right, never mind. It's still ambiguous. Which is still weird, because junior high is like... Before that. Before freshman year, but okay, buddy. It's just, like, wild. Yeah, it's wild that they've been dating for, like, four years Mm -hmm. on, like, the premise of Will took Nina up on a bet. and (laughs) It's wild that it's been four years and Will never confessed to Emma. Yeah. Because, like, clearly he does like her a lot. So you'd think he'd be honest about that at some point. Yeah, it's the romance movie. Like, it's the distinction that you have to make with this kind of character where, like, if he's going to be the guy who she stays with, then he says something. If he's going to be the asshole who gets, like, ultimately rejected, then he doesn't say anything. Yeah. God, I do not like Will. Honestly, um, and his and- excuse sucks too, because like if I was him, I'd be like, genuinely, I forgot that happened. <laughs> I thought you were cute. Nina placed a bet or some shit, and then we had a four-year relationship. Completely forgot about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one thing I will say, I really like Brooke in this scene because she <laughs> I again, I like Brooke gets some great character development, which we start to see, I think, in these episodes. She offers to let Emma hit her. Yeah. But not be- I love how the conversation starts with her asking how hot Emma's cup of coffee is. And yeah. when Emma says, well, it's coffee, so it's pretty hot. And Brooke just moves it away from Emma. <laughs> you, you can deck me, but I will not let you throw scalding coffee in my face. Yeah. yeah. 
it's good. I love Brooke. <laughs> and yeah, and and Brooke like actually genuinely feels really bad that no one ever told Emma about this. Um and she is like I will completely understand like if you want to stop being my friend. And Emma is like, "Well, I've lost too many friends, so like we're we're good. Like I'm mad, but we're good." <laughs> Basically is where they're at. Um, and then the mayor goes to a fucked up abandoned garage in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Mayor. I love how we get this establishing shot of him going into the fucked up garage that is so clearly like your classic slasher movie from the killer's perspective kind of shot. Yeah, they they really, really want you to think that the mayor is about to get murdered yeah yeah i like it uh because he he gets like an all caps text that's like get in the car <laughs> um and and there's a masked guy in the car um in the back seat um and you see like people like another guy like moving around in the dark in the garage um but the mask turns out not to be the brandon james mask it is like a like a generic like skeleton halloween mask um, and the mayor gives this skeleton masked person a package that has $10,000 in it um, and gets beaten up and threatened with a knife because it was supposed to be $100,000. Which, like, also, I know he's the mayor and he's a rich dude, but, like, that seems a lot to ask in cash in, like, what, under, under over, like, a week? Yeah, he. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's basically like, well, like I, I can get it to you. I just can't get it to you that quickly in Um, cash. Like in cash, yeah. I could wire Uh, it to you because I'm an adult, (laughs) and you, I am presuming, am also an adult. But then it's traceable, Nessa. I don't know. You're an adult. You're a. If you're a criminal adult, you better know some like underground shit. Okay, fair. Yeah, but also cash is better. But, uh. Um, and 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 so then, as he's like making his excuses or whatever, like his completely valid excuses, <laughs> um, he uh, the the skeleton mask guy like slams his face into the steering wheel and like threatens him with a knife. Um, and the mayor's like, "All right, okay, like I'll I'll get you your a hundred thousand dollars, but only if you can guarantee." That no one, like, that the blackmail video that you have on me, like, disappears forever. Um, and he says that he'll do it in two days, as long as they make sure, like, nobody ever sees that blackmail video. Which we still haven't seen at this point. So we know that it must be something pretty scandalous if the mayor wants it to go away forever. Um, and then the mayor leaves, and we find out that the skeleton mask guys were obviously Jake and Will, because we knew that they were going to go blackmail the mayor. And Will is pissed off, and he's like, I didn't agree to you hurting the mayor. Like, you broke his nose on the steering wheel, and I, like, I don't want to do this ever again. And Jake gets pissed off, because he's like, well, I, w- I was the one who actually got in the car, and, like was interacting with the mayor, you kind of just stood there. <laughs> but also, it does kind of imply that he's kind of getting off on having control over the mayor. He's like, he's like, his life was in my hands, dude. Yeah. 
<laughs> the money means nothing to me. Yeah, because because again, like they're doing this for Will. Like Jake doesn't care about the money because he's already rich. He he's he's just doing it for goofs. Yeah, he's like framing it as though he is doing a service for Will, but he's kind of just doing it because he wants to, and and he has like made Will agree to do this, and so now they're in a fight. Um, and then we go back to Emma, who runs into Piper on the street. Um, Emma has a sobbing breakdown after running into Piper, and they kind of and Piper's like, "Whoa, okay, this is a lot right now." Uh, and they sit down on a bench, and Piper offers her alcohol. It would yeah, be a shame once again, if some I don't trust Piper. It would be a shame yeah. if some child took this bourbon. It's like her whole shtick. I would never yeah. give alcohol to a minor, but here is some bourbon lying innocently on a bench. Yep. Yeah, and they, um, and then Piper is like, so Emma is talking to Piper and she's like, it would be really nice to, like, believe in something in my life that, like, doesn't completely turn to shit, like, once I think it's a good thing. And Piper's like, yeah, I agree, like, life sucks, like, and you kind of just gotta, like, keep kicking the football until it stops sucking. And she tells Emma all about her sad backstory, uh, her sad true crime podcaster backstory. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, the tragic true crime podcaster backstory. Which is that uh, her dad was murdered when she was too young to remember him, and the case was never solved. And that's her, her like Batman backstory as to why she is now a true crime podcaster. <laughs> Actually, every true crime podcaster has a has a sad backstory like that. They just don't tell you. <laughs> yeah. All the dudes in last podcast on the left, their parents were all gone in a quadruple homicide. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and then Piper leaves, and Will like rocks up to Emma, trying to be totally normal, and he he's just like, hey, like. Can we talk? And Emma smacks him in the face. I literally wrote down when I was watching this. I wrote, punch him, punch him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I wrote, Emma absolutely pops off. Go, girl. Yeah, I put go off, Emma. She's, this This scene rules. She's so mad um, that she, so she's mad both that he, uh, he, she's mad both that he lied to her and that she had to find out from Brooke and not from Will. Um, and, and Will is like, well, I don't know what the big deal is. Like, you were never just a bet to me, Emma. Like, I love you. And Emma's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that is the line that you're using? <laughs> and he's like, Yes. <laughs> yeah will again like genuinely doesn't understand what he's doing wrong here yeah and it is so satisfying to watch emma just like finally lay it out so concretely with the we are not friends yeah. we are not dating do not speak to me yeah she fucking d like eviscerates him yeah 
It's fantastic. I especially like there's one scene earlier where like he touches her arm and she just like rips her arm away and she's like, do not touch me. And I was like, yes, yes, be better, improve, Mm -hmm. Emma 2.0. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and then she's like, yeah, we're done. And she leaves. And so Brooke goes home and confronts her dad um, about her mom issues again. Um, because she still is worried that, like, something really bad has happened to her mom. Um, and she says this time that she knows something bad has happened, um, because she, like, her mom was not seen at, like, her place in Milan before she went on this retreat, and, like, she always stops in Milan to, like, restock her wardrobe before her retreat. And we find out that Brooke's dad, the mayor has uh, discreetly checked her mom into rehab, which I think one of you called that on episode one, so props. Nice. I think, I think it was me. Oh. I, th- I think it possibly was, yeah. Um, I, I threw a lot of shit at the wall about Brooke's mom. <laughs> I was like, in the CIA, dead, rehab, abducted by aliens. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so Brooke is, like, beside herself about this, um, and she, like, doesn't understand why her dad has done it, and she's really upset, um, and meanwhile, uh, the mayor is, like, trying to get his shit together about the blackmail money, and is, like, on the phone with his accountant, like, trying to move his money around in, like, his various bank accounts, (laughs) Also, the and, moment where Brooke walks in and her dad has a busted nose from Jake busting his nose open. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, what happened to your, she's like, she's like, something's happened to mom. What happened to your nose? And he's like, I'm getting work done. <laughs> yeah. And there's no second question. That's good. This is, I can't, I can't help but make Riverdale parallels. He, he's kind of like, an inverted Hiram Lodge, uh, but instead of like being a bruiser himself, he gets bruised. And... Is Hiram Lodge a bruiser in? Uh... Oh yeah. Okay. He he canonically boxes Archie. <laughs> oh good. Once again, Marn, Marn, and now Jacqueline fulfill the role of me learning more about Riverdale. Glad to help. Is the actor? Sorry, one more question. Is the actor who plays Hiram Lodge uh, attractive in a way that a lesbian would find him attractive? Uh, huh. Probably know, some lesbians. Okay. All right. I might... Hold on. I'll, I'll find a picture of him. Okay. Okay. No. Never mind. Not hot. I'm glad he punches Archie in the face, but I'm not... Also, that's no one's father. How is he the father to a 16-year-old? Did he get pregnant at 14? <laughs> Sorry, this is not a Riverdale podcast. I've, I've known dads who look like that. They're usually softball coaches. Oh, God, he is oh a softball God. coach. You're right. Yeah, he, you're so right. I have a cousin who has done softball for like 10 years. You're so correct. I feel like everybody's dad was old when I was a kid, and I don't I don't have an explanation for that. Anyway. Alright, sorry, back to I do I do agree with the point though. Like I, I like that uh it, it they like 
in the first couple episodes, they they try to like set the mayor up as like a a big like political power in the town, and then it turns out that he's just like kind of pathetic and is being blackmailed by a bunch of high schoolers. Yep, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um, he also is just like bad at being a dad too. To be fair to him, he's got a lot on his plate via the teenage blackmail, and the it's true. and the wife. <laughs> We'll, we'll soon find out that he's bad at being a husband also. <laughs> hey, we don't know that for sure. He might be great at being a husband. To be fair, it's already been hinted at that he's bad at being a husband, considering Brooke talked about him having his lady friend over. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. He also has tried to be like, Brooke, like, you could tell me anything. Like, we could talk about your problems. And Brooke is like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> So then Brooke goes to school um, the next day, I guess. Again, time doesn't really matter in this show. Um, but Will comes up to her in the hallway at school the next day and confronts her about telling Emma and is, like, getting up in her face. And then Jake, who is already mad at Will, kind of takes this opportunity and, like, steps in and defends Brooke. And they get into a fist fight. Yes. Yeah, I do think that Will deserves to punch Jake. Just a little bit. I think they deserve to punch each other. True. I think um, Will should have been able to get a few more shots in on Jake, though. Just a few more. Yeah. yeah. I got very excited about this scene. I wrote, they fight! <laughs> in all caps, with like five exclamation points, because I forgot that this happened. I also put, this is like the one point where the, the costume department was on it. I love Brooke's outfit in this scene. Yeah. The, like, black, white, and blue fit. It's It's, so it's really good. good. I would wear Some that. of the outfits in the show are bangers. This fight also happens immediately after Emma drops, like, one of the lines of all time. Uh, when she says, we didn't meet cute. We met sick twisted. And, like, <laughs> it's, like... Yeah. I, uh, I missed that. Thank you, Jacqueline. It's I'm amazing. gonna get that tattooed on my upper thigh. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Emma's Emma's becoming the Joker. <laughs> she really is. She's in her take no shit arc. It's great. Um, She's and earned then, it. And then Branson comes in and breaks up the fight between uh, Will and Jake. Like bodily separates them, and he like just kind of sends Will away. Well, he sends Will to the principal's office, doesn't he? And then he's like, come on, Jake, I'm taking you to the nurse. And Jake just has this, like, shit-eating grin <laughs> the entire time he's being taken to the nurse's office. It's great. Um, There's a Mr. Branson line either here or in the earlier thing where he's like, hey, cool it, guys. And the delivery on it was just, like, it stuck I with think me. it's in this scene. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I wish I had a soundboard. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Branson sucks. Like, I I don't want to say, like, say what you will about Mr. Branson. He sucks. sucks. The fact that he's, like, willing to bodily place himself between two students who are having a fist fight, though. I've done that. Yeah, my, uh, one of my cousins was a sub and, and has done that a couple times. It's, like, scary. Yeah, it's rough. I had to separate two Irish 10-year-olds who were trying to beat each other up once. Oh, God. Hell yeah. 
So then they go to self-defense class. I wrote here, Will somehow doesn't get sent home. I was like under the impression when like Branson sends him away, I was like, oh, he's probably getting sent home for the day because he started a fist fight. <laughs> the principal was like, we'll talk about this later. Yeah, and just like sent him to class, I guess. They probably gave him like a detention or something. Yeah, I just like assumed that, I don't know. He's back regardless. Uh, and all of the teens are in self-defense class to which... um. To which brings us to our our uh, our listener question for the episode, which is, which one of the scream teens do you think you could take in a fight? Do we all have to have a separate answer? I don't think so. No, I think um, I I think Cole wants to know which ones, just like multiple. Who do we think we could take? Ooh. Well, Noah is a yes for all of us. I think. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say Noah's the easy answer. Noah, yes. I'm going to say Audrey, no. Emma, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, same here. I, I don't think I could beat Jake, but I might be able to beat Will. Uh, I could beat Will. I think I could beat Brooke in a fight, but I wouldn't want no. to. Yeah, Brooke has little bird bones, so Brooke, I... yes. I'm going to say yes for Jake, because I think the my, like, desire to kill him would override. <laughs> <laughs> would override my own physical weakness. You can do your limit break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I feel, Whoever the killer is, I feel like I could take the killer. Because I, if it was just like a fair fight, like one on one in the ring, scream killers are never that good. <laughs> oh yeah, no. true. that's true. They eat shit like constantly. Yeah. I, I think I could take Piper because she's a podcaster, which means that she's physically weak. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. <laughs> I I don't if weapons were involved, Kieran would take me out, but I somehow feel like I could beat Kieran if it was just like na- knock down, drag out, bare hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he does lift Emma. Mm. Yeah. I think I feel like I could take Will easily. I think we could all take Riley, unfortunately, as we saw from last episode. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Um I think Brooke fights dirty, so I think Brooke would kick my ass. And I think Emma and I would be evenly matched. Oh, wait, no, actually, I retract my offer. Despite her bird bones, Brooke would... She has the sharp nails, and I just, I don't like mm-hmm, that. That's Ugh. exactly what I was thinking. Uh. I could also beat up I Mr. Think... Branson. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Easy. He's an English teacher. Exactly. <laughs> I could take him. I would need a knee brace, but I think I could do it. So we we learn though that uh, Will is pretty easy to take in a fight. Exactly. Uh-huh. That's why I think I can take him because Audrey just flips him. Yeah, their uh, their like self defense teacher is demonstrating how to how to flip someone um, with Audrey and Will, and Audrey just just without hearing the instructions, just flips him flat on his back. And- liked this moment because Noah starts clapping with like 
the visible, obvious expectation <laughs> that everyone else is going to join in, and nobody does, and it's just, like, this extended shot of just Noah clapping. The actor really sells it, though. Really sells it. <laughs> he really does. And it's so funny. Martin, I... Actually, I'm going to pose this to the group. Because, you know, Audrey is not supposed to be a lesbian, despite being the most le- more lesbian-coded than I am. Um, she's supposed to be bi-curious. Uh, now Audrey flips the fuck out of Will and then gets down in his ear and whispers, um, how does it feel to take it in front of everyone? Which I'm assuming was a revenge thing, but like, she and Will are paired up a weird amount on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the the show being like, see, there's a, you know, those like love, hate, you know, sexual tensions here between the two of them. Huh? That is bizarre now that you yeah. mention it. I'm not saying there is. I'm saying is that what the show is trying to do? To me, I, don't I feel like know. Yeah, to me this was like this should become a love triangle. Like this should be the this should be the Will and the uh Audrey love triangle where she just beats the shit out of Will and uh <laughs> and Will's like that's hot. Yeah. <laughs> But, and then Emma and Audrey save the day. But that's not what it's going to be, I don't think, sadly. Yeah. We can dream. We can dream. Um, so, yeah, so, so Audrey humiliates Will, and then... So then Kieran, we learn, has skipped self-defense class. Um, and he comes up to Emma afterwards, and just gets really horny in front of God and everyone. Yeah. Yeah, He like slams her against a wall. And I just wrote down, Kieran, that's hot, but terrifying. There's a killer on the loose. They're, they're like doing fun, like flirty banter about like self-defense. And like, he's like, well, when the killer actually comes for you, like how, how do you know, like, what you're going to be able to do? And he, like, lifts her up and slams her against the wall in a, like, public school hallway. Yeah. And Will sees them. Specifically, uh, Emma sees Will see them and then looks at him yeah. and then goes in. Because, like, Kieran's kind of, like, leaning in for an awkward amount of time. And then mm-hmm. Emma's like, all right, cool, fuck you, Will. I'm going for it. <laughs> and then turns back to Kieran. Yep. Yeah, they they make out right in front of Will and everybody else and who everyone else. walks through that hallway, I guess. With Kieran still lifting her, he has not put her down yep. yet. Yes, with Kieran still still lifting her. Yep. Oh, and did we get did we get to the line where he's like, "You're not afraid anymore"? What changed? <laughs> Is that later? I feel like that's that might be later. Oh, that might be later. I, my notes got a little out of whack on this one. To be fair, a lot happens in this episode. There's a lot of episode Um, per episode in this episode. There's so much episode per episode. Um, So then Audrey and Noah, like, also after self-defense class, are sneaking into Mr. Branson's classroom because Noah is going to hack into Mr. Branson's laptop. And, And he does this successfully. And finds the, like, malware that can, like, hack into people's cameras. And he also finds that there are two other user IDs on the laptop um, of, like, people who could have planted the malware there. 
uh, and they are Tyler and Riley because they were Branson's uh, or there, there are three of them, I think. I don't know. It's weird. They say that it's Tyler and Riley. And then later when they're like listing people who had access to the laptop, they say Nina, Tyler and Riley. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think with, I it's guess... like it, they see that Nina's key is on there already. And then they find, okay, so aside from Nina, there's two more access codes. It looks like it's his TAs. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, And it was Tyler the previous semester. And they're like, all right, so who is it this semester? And it's Riley. But I don't, I think it's a red herring. I think whoever it actually is just changed what name it is in the system. Or the the whole blackmail thing just doesn't have anything to do with the murder. Mm -hmm. Like, they had a blackmail ring and also there's a murderer afoot and he got, he was like, also, I'll take all that blackmail with me while I'm going. Yeah, I feel like they probably just, I feel like the name got changed on purpose. Because if Riley's dead and it says Riley in the system, and clearly these kids don't know who their TAs are. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do also say that maybe the killer killed Tyler and Riley to keep the malware a secret. Yeah. And the entire time this is happening, there's we cut to dramatic footage of Mr. B walking down the hallway, approaching the classroom. Because Audrey's a terrible lookout. Yeah. Her yeah. lookout strategy mostly seems to be just, like, not. Like, she's standing in the room. She, yeah. she, she briefly peeks in the hallway, sees nothing, and then heads back over to the computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Branson, like, finds them. But they they kind of put everything back where it was, so they're just kind of standing there in the classroom, which he doesn't think is suspicious. Um, and Audrey's like, I dragged Noah here because I wanted him to ask you about finding a new scene partner. And then he and says the Br- worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Mr. B says a dramatic threesome. Mm-hmm. We already know you fuck your students, sir. You don't have to put it that way. Well, I mean, specifically, yeah. he says, I'm sure somebody would be interested in a dramatic threesome, as in a... Yep. Yep. It's funnier when I explain explain it more. So, like, they're doing dramatic readings, but, like, a dramatic <laughs> reading for three people would be a dramatic threesome. You see, it's funny because he's, like, the cool and relatable teacher, so he can make sex jokes with his students, and it's totally not creepy. I know. I literally wrote in my notes for this scene, why is Branson like this? I mean, maybe we'll find out. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, he's, like, being weird at Audrey and Noah, and, like, they don't, you don't know if if it's just, like, his natural weirdness, or if he's, like, being trying to be threatening they kind of leave that one up in the air and then we find emma doing online research into uh into brandon james and like his house where he used to live and um she gets a call from the killer with an audio recording of her yelling at will on the street and she and emma threatens to kick the killer's ass and she says like my life is not a game stop playing with me and the killer says yes it is and when i say it's over you lose Ooh. Ooh. 
Again, Emma gets very punchy with the with the killer. Yeah, I love her. I don't get why people didn't like her. This is this is how you would act if someone was stalking you. You, you would like in the opening scene, she treats his call like a bad telemarketer. He's like, "How's it feel to be a star of the show?" And she's just like, "Hang up." Yeah. Yeah. She's great. I yeah, I appreciate that. Like, she's already having a terrible week, kind of unrelated to the murder. <laughs> Yeah. And then she kind of starts taking it out on the killer. <laughs> she deserves it. She does. You're not the only thing I have going on this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then it it uh it cuts downstairs to Maggie and the sheriff. Um and the sheriff tells Maggie that like he worked with Lorraine years ago. Uh they were like partners. They did drugs together he implies and and he's like but i'm not doing either thing anymore i'm not with the rain and i'm not doing drugs um and then the the sheriff and maggie kiss for the first time and the sheriff enters another genre of tv show because it feels like this scene feels like he thinks he's in like a 90s rom-com because he goes i like seeing you clearly and then takes off her glasses. And I'm like, now she can't see clearly, though. It's incredible. Also, what the hell were they doing? Did they have dinner in her house? Because they're just standing in the kitchen washing dishes together. Yeah. And they haven't fucked yet, because that's where we're getting to that. Yep. Yeah, I think it's implied that they, they, ha- they either had dinner or they're just, like, fucking hanging out. In the kitchen. Just guys being dudes. Just guys being dudes. Him taking her glasses off is so fucking funny, though. Yeah. He does not realize the show is not focused on him. It is really nice to have, like, a healthy, romantic, between two adults relationship uh, on a, like, teen drama show. Because it's always like, what are the teens up to? And if an adult's there, they're there to have an inappropriate relationship with a teen or they're just someone's stuffy mom. You know, you don't get these, like, adult romances. Unless I haven't seen a teen romance show in a while. Maybe that's incorrect. I mean, Riverdale does that a little bit, but also on Riverdale, they're no longer teens, so it's not really a teen show anymore. Yeah, no. (laughs) They do it a little bit on I Know What You Did Last Summer, but I wouldn't say it's a healthy adult relationship. Yeah. (laughs) So that show is bonkers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... So, so yeah, so everyone is, like, at home. It's nighttime now. Jake comes over to Brooke's house and brings her a pizza. Again, we have this, like, really nice establishing moment of, like, oh, yeah, Jake and Brooke have been friends for a really long time. And they talk about, like, the fight that happened at school. And Jake was like, well, yeah, of course I would choose you over Will, like, every time. Because you have seniority. Like, we've, we grew up together. And, like, you're, you're, like, family to me. And then he tells Brooke about the entire blackmail scheme against her dad while conspicuously leaving himself out of it. Yep. Kind of a smart move. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't like that it's a smart move from Jake. Yeah, no, it's not good. His smart moves are devious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, very compelling antagonist. 
very compelling. This episode yeah, did he, a good job of making me feel bad for Will, and I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I never feel bad for Will. <laughs> he sucks. I feel bad for him in a poor little meow meow kind of way. Oh. Oh, no. That's... He still, he still really does look like the poor man's Eddie Redmayne. You're right. He kind of does. You're right. <laughs> I have murdered Emma. <laughs> Emma was drinking. I didn't realize Emma was drinking when I said that. <laughs> also, I, I thought I had said that before. <laughs> oh no. It's fine. Um, so, so yeah, so Jake tells, uh, he tells Brooke about the, the whole blackmail scheme, except he's like, yeah, like, Nina and Tyler have had this video, and then Will kept it, and he, like, picked up the blackmail where, uh, where Nina and Tyler left off, uh, and I tried to talk him out of it, but he's not listening to reason. And Brooke's dad is watching this on, like, their house security cameras, <laughs> and he just... On a, like a, a pad of paper, he just writes will and outlines it <laughs> yeah. and underlines it three times. Also, shout out to him for having security cameras that are very wired for sound. Yeah. Again, this is this is a little bit Riverdale because like it's the mayor versus like a teenager who he decides that he doesn't like. <laughs> Which is like the whole thing with Veronica's dad and Archie, where he's like, well, I'm the mayor and I've decided that I hate this teenager that my daughter's involved with. So I'm going to use all of my powers as the mayor to like make this kid's life a living hell. God, yeah. <laughs> Scream 2015 walked so Riverdale could run. <laughs> Too true. But also like, Brooke's dad isn't very good at it. <laughs> he's not. He never, like, he never gets anything done. Yeah, he's, like, trying to kind of be, like, a, a villain and, like, a, the mayor. But, yeah, he doesn't really do that much. Kind of interspersed with this, we get a scene of the cops cracking into Nina's laptop and, like, it's implied finding the uh, all of her blackmail files. And they're like, wow, no wonder she got murdered. Like, so many people had motive to murder her. Um, and then Jake and Brooke watch the video, which Jake is like, oh, I stole it from Will's phone. Like, he just had it lying around um, to explain why he has the blackmail video. Um, and they see that the video is security cam footage of Brooke's house. So it's like the same security f cameras that her dad was watching before. Uh, and it's the day after her mom left. And it is footage of what appears to be her dad taking a human corpse-sized bag out of the trunk of his car and, like, drags it off somewhere. May I inject a Nessa theory? Because I now no longer believe that Brooke's dad killed her mom. Uh-huh. So... Oh. Brooke's mom, we know, is a lush, specifically from uh, Brooke's line where she's like, she doesn't belong in rehab, she's a lush with an ironclad prenup. 
Burke's mom has had a few drinks at like a country club or something, gets in the car, drives home, vehicular manslaughter. But like, and despite his indiscretions, he actually loves her to, to a fault, like no matter what. And so he's like, all right, sweetie, I'll take care of this. Like, we're going to put you away in rehab. I'll take care of the car and the body. Um, and then, you know, in, in 60 days, this will all be over. That makes a lot of you sense. And yeah. and as I established a- in episode one, there are four killers. So uh, <laughs> the, one of the killers is probably the dead person. Oh, actually, I like that. Yeah, I like where we're going with this. I mean, I do think that that theory could hold weight because isn't there when he gets to like the abandoned garage and whatever, like, isn't there just a busted up car there also? Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Like a nice car, too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But also, also he's he could have just killed his wife. True. <laughs> I think. I think they want you to think that he killed his wife. They really, they really, really want you to think that. I do. Should we cut to Emma and Kieran's uh, creepy date? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah. So so they cut away from this to the last, like, big scene of the episode, which is um, Kieran takes, like, drives Emma out to the woods. Um and they very much make you think that she's going to get murdered. Again, they do the thing where they, like, send a character to a creepy location. Um, and, like, that that character, they, like, do a lot of very, like, close-up shots on their face. Like, oh, perhaps the killer is behind them. And then uh, Kieran is like, surprise, we're at, like, a little firing range that I made. I stole my dad's gun. <laughs> I'm going to teach you how to fire a gun in self-defense. Yeah, I wrote, can you do this any less ominously, Kieran? Yeah, he he makes her, like, close her eyes and, like, roleplay that, like, a, a killer is, like, coming up behind her and, like, what is she going to do? And then she opens her eyes and he's standing in front of her with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh... This show has a weird idea of what first dates should be like, I think. Yeah. We've got the football field date. The, mm-hmm. the gun date. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are some more? I think that's it. Well, we know that Emma and Will's first date was she came to watch his basketball game. Right. <laughs> yep. Also not, I mean, maybe good for high school freshmen, but not a good date. No. And so... Yeah, so then um, then Emma and Kieran have sex in the grass, and that's the end of the episode. Ticks. So many ticks. Uh, Literally, <laughs> yeah. Bring a blanket, at least. Also, Emma doesn't take the gun, because Kieran's like, you can have it, even though it's my dad's gun. And uh, she's like, eh, no, thank you. Which I kind of respect, because like, even if I had someone something like that going on i'd be like i don't trust myself with this yeah as as i like think about this episode and the next one i'm developing a theory about kieran oh what if okay what if he is an undercover cop (laughs) 
Ooh, I was also okay. thinking that earlier. I, did, did we are someone on the same wavelength that? here. Didn't someone pitch that earlier as his like first thing just because of how much facial hair he had? <laughs> that, that might be true. Here's my Dude, evidence. I think this was your... This, I think you pitched yeah. it. <laughs> the- it. It creates kind of a different vibe to his... I'm not your 21 Jump Street snitch. <laughs> yeah. I, you're, he's you're somebody not, else's? He, you're not my dad. You're my sergeant. Oh, I didn't even think of that element. I was imagining, like, cop in training who has, like, been sent by his dad to, like, investigate, like, infiltrate the teen group. Um, oh. But I, I love the idea that that's not even his dad. <laughs> What's your backstory? What's my backstory, boss? So both of you, your mom and your stepdad died tragically <laughs> six weeks ago. <laughs> they just told him not to bother shaving his uh, his five o'clock shadow for this. <laughs> they were like, yeah, don't be Don't, don't worry, you're going into a town where all the teenagers are played by 20-year-olds. It's, it's fine. Nobody will notice. <laughs> Oh god! Actually, the dude who um, was because this is 2015. The dude who plays um, Jake, I was like skimming his IMDb because I was like, "What else have you been in?" And it, it's, it's not a lot, but he was on um, One Tree Hill or something. But like when oh I think when god. he was like actually a kid in like 2006, and I was like, "Shout out to you, man!" It's like 10 years later, and you're still playing a high schooler. <laughs> god. There are some actresses who, yeah, have been playing high schoolers for, like, almost their entire careers, which is bonkers. I learned, I actually learned that uh, the actress who plays Brooke is now, like, making her own movies and, like, her own, um, like, horror movies. And she just directed a horror movie that the actor who plays Noah is in. Really? What? All right. Patreon bonus ep- episode. We wa- we figure yes. out how to get that and watch it. Yeah, I want to watch it. <laughs> I also want to watch it. Same. We'll add them from the Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that's episode five. And at the end of my notes, I wrote, that was an episode. That sure was an episode. <laughs> Just so many events. It's kind of interesting because, like, the last two episodes have been very much, like, one thing happens and then, like, everything in the episode kind of revolves around that, like, plot important thing that's happening. But this episode is just like, we're going to throw a lot at you <laughs> at once. Yeah. Get ready. Which I like a little bit better. I don't know. I, li- I like when there's a lot, like when there's multiple plot lines actually happening on the show. <laughs> yeah. I think the pacing was better, honestly. I think that's why it didn't feel any longer than the other episodes while still having so much going on. Yeah. So... The beginning of episode six, they do another. They this show really likes like a, a cold open fake out where they like make you think that the cold open is going to be one thing, and then it turns out, and then they're like, "Ha, we pranked you! It's not actually this thing at all." Um, and so the thing in this in this cold open is they they make you think that it's a continue, it's a, like a a straight continuation of the last episode, but it's actually just like an elaborate dream sequence that Emma's having. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so she, but they stretch it out for like so long. So it, 
it opens with like her and Kieran like lying in the grass, still on their date. Um, they're making out. And Emma's like, I think that like I like I feel really empowered to like face my fears right now. I want you to drive me to Brandon James's house. Um, and Kieran does, and it's like dawn by the time that they get there. Um, and so they break into these this like really old ha- house that is like abandoned and condemned, um, where Brandon James used to live, which is like the house that Emma was researching earlier. Um and they're like moving around this house, like investigating it. Um, and Emma finds like a fresh daisy sitting out on a table, and it's like, whoa, someone's been here. The daisy um, is also so clearly fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and she like goes upstairs and loses Kieran as she's like going upstairs, and she gets a call from the killer that like is implying that like Kieran manipulated her into coming here. Um, and it's like, what was it really your idea to come here, Emma? Or like, did he just make you think that? Um, and then the the killer pops out in the like the robe with the Brandon James mask and stabs her. Yeah, um, I liked the little like chase scene we get there because it's got a lot of nods to the original scream, like with the chain oh, yeah. on the door. Yeah, yeah, and the stairs and stuff. Like, yeah, and um, she she unmasked the killer and okay they show this way too fast for me <laughs> to actually like understand what i was seeing is it her under the mask, it's her yeah, under yeah. The mask. like okay like she okay. she unmasks it and it's her yeah because i was like well that was definitely a person and i guess it would only make sense if it was emma <laughs> that'd be a good that'd but... be a good bad ending just like it was emma the whole time Something, yeah. something, something. Psychosis. Something, something, something. We hate mental illness. Horror community. Yeah. Um. And and so she like says to herself, "It ends with you." And then she wakes up and she's been having a nightmare this whole time. And they never tell you if any of that actually happened in real life or not. It's implied that like maybe they could have visited the house, and just no one got stabbed or anything or else like why would they have put the thing about them finding the daisy in the dream sequence Mm -hmm. at all but but also they're like maybe none of that was real and we're never gonna tell you if it was or not i think it's all all a dream because i it kind of matches her image of what the house looks like from the photo but then later when she actually goes to the house it doesn't match how it looked in the dream at all Mmm, that that is a good point, actually. I I think from my recollection, they do this in a couple more episodes where they have like it's just like a regular scene and then it like devolves very sharply and they're like, just kidding. It was all a dream that one of the characters was having. We pranked you. <laughs> Get pranked. And it's like I would appreciate it more if the setup wasn't so long. <laughs> yeah, it's a real long setup. Yeah, yeah, they're like, they're like, just kidding. The opening like three scenes of this episode don't actually mean anything. Yeah, at that point, it's not a cold open anymore. It's like a, a lukewarm open. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and so then, uh, 
so then she so then Emma like she wakes up and she walks downstairs and she sees her mom and the sheriff making out they're not making out they're they're doing the walk of shame yep well that too they they are kissing when she comes downstairs though I think oh shit I missed that I was putting my nuggets in the thing when that happened <laughs> And the sheriff literally runs away. He, like, he leaves the house. He's just like, goodbye. He's like, well, I dropped yeah. off that um, case. Anyway, goodbye. Yeah, and, and Emma, like, talks to her mom about it and is just, like, completely fine with it. Like, there's no reason the sheriff had to leave. Yeah. And was like, wow, good for you. And it's just, like, not at all weirded out or anything about this. No, I mean, the sheriff um, doesn't have a good relationship, wouldn't know a good relationship with your child if it hit him in the face. So I feel like he'd be, true. He'd be even more weird if he stayed to watch that. <laughs> um, and, and so then we get our first scene between Will and Piper, which, like, becomes a dynamic in this episode that they try to introduce... Uh, and so (laughs) it's not great. So Will approaches, uh, approaches Piper at the cafe where Emma works uh, and Piper's like, oh, you're here because you, you're hoping to run into Emma, aren't you? (laughs) And like immediately burns him. Uh, and, and he's like, yeah. Uh, but she says that she wants Will to come on her show to talk, to like talk about what Nino is like. Um, and she wants him specifically to kind of come on and, like, own up to the fact that, like, he was an active part of, like, all of the the stuff that Nina was into, um, and, like, her, like, blackmail and, like, harassment of people, um, and she's like, yeah, I think that, like, if you own it, people will be more sympathetic towards you, because, like, you are, like, a very like wholesome small town boy <laughs> yeah this is like she's so manipulating like this whole she's she's podcasting yeah. so hard right now like <laughs> I, I think we, I we've said that like before her. but she is gaslight girl keep gate boss oh my god yeah. definitely <laughs> or the ones that like are in the her. correct order I don't, I don't trust her I don't like her it's it's like just like the the manufacturing of content like turning these like real people in the world of the show into characters for like ah you will be the redemption one like that's uh it just irks me so i don't i don't like her very much yeah i don't i don't like her either this this show take comes down surprisingly hard against true crime podcasters i think another way it was ahead of its time yes no yeah. no Legitimately, offense yeah. To crime yeah which honestly like, fair but also offense yeah so they so they talk about uh will coming on the podcast maybe and like piper is trying to convince him that like he's gonna have like this redemption arc in the eyes of the people um and then we cut to Noah and Audrey talking uh, about Mr. Branson. I think they're at school while this is happening. Um, and, oh yeah, yeah, they're like walking into school. Um, and Noah's like, oh, I did some digging into Mr. Seth Branson. And um, He would be named and Seth. And Audrey's, 
Yeah, Audrey's like, let me guess, he doesn't exist. And Noah's like, no, like, Google, like, Google the internet exists. Like, I found several people named Seth Branson. <laughs> but he finds that their Mr. Branson didn't, doesn't have any records of, like, existing before moving to Lakewood. And that's, like, the first time Noah is, like, able to pick up his trail on the internet. Um, and Audrey kind of doesn't really buy that like Mr. Branson is the killer or like was doing the blackmailing and thinks that Nina was manipulating him to like plant the malware in the in the school system um and Noah does his little monologue about how like oh if it was Nina then like anyone had motive to to kill her because of the blackmail Noah uses the term trolling a lot, and I don't think he knows what that <laughs> actually means. Yeah. Emma, you're so right. Uh, and then Audrey's like, maybe you are the killer. And Noah's like, maybe I am. <laughs> he makes the creepiest face. But in a yeah. way where I'm like, yeah, I do really love Audrey and Noah's best friends dynamic. It's really nice. It's really well done. They do they do a cute little like secret handshake at the end of the scene that I liked a lot. I would like to note that Nina was apparently goddamn Mussolini. Like any anything that's like they're like, well, I guess maybe Nina could have been the one who killed all those cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she did hate cats and had a lot of free time. <laughs> yeah, they I mean, kind of the advantage that they they have of, like, killing Nina off so early is that uh, they can establish that she was just, like, this horrendous person who, like, anyone had motive to kill, which is very yeah. fun, I think. She was behind 86% of the crime in Lakeview or wherever the hell we are. <laughs> I think she was the Antichrist. It's, it, it's also very fun because, like, they, they could, in theory, be setting us up for, like, a, like an Agatha Christie-style thing where there's, like, ten people and they all helped murder Nina. Yeah. I'm really sorry. I, <laughs> I like, I didn't say the name of the Agatha Christie story I was thinking of because um I had... I watched a play of that novel with my wife, who did not know the twist of it. The play ends differently than the novel, too. Does it really? Yeah, they um. That's wild. Yeah, I saw the they the play ends differently from the novel because if the play ended the same way as the novel, which is how Agatha Christie originally wrote it for the play, stage version as well. Uh, they told her that she couldn't market it as a mystery on stage. She would have to market it as a tragedy. Weird. That's so, fun. so they had I to change that. the ending of the play. So the ending of the play is not the same as the ending of the book. That's wild. British rules are um, insane. Yeah. But um, I I saw that with my with my wife a couple of years ago, and like while we were in the theater, she's like, "Yeah, I've never I've never like read uh, Murder on the Orient Express." What's I, I'm now saying? It's like hundreds of years old. I don't. Oh, care I was thinking about a different else. one. I was thinking about. And oh, then, I was. <laughs> I was thinking about, about and the then there Orient were none. Oh um, wow! Agatha Christie loves plots with ten people and twists and yeah. being trapped. Yeah. <laughs> and being yeah. trapped. Also, she wrote the boat. Yeah, we one. saw boat murder. Oh, she did. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, we we saw Murder on the Orient Express um, on as performed as a play, and as we were like sitting down in the theater, I was like, yeah, I've never I've never read Murder on the Orient Express and or like seen an adaptation of it, and I was like, you yeah but you know the twist right and she's like no i don't know anything about murder on the Express." <laughs> i was like holy shit <laughs> i can't believe i'm gonna get to watch this with someone who doesn't know the ending of murder on the orient express that's amazing Lauren, i got good news for you i don't know the i don't know the train did it i don't know the end of the no one tell me how that ends it's another good bonus episode we could watch um i'm just Surely there was a mini series of this. They made a movie. I know there are movies. Yeah, I, I, heard, I don't think the movie's good, but nonetheless. No, there's there's an older movie the, that's. Yeah, there's, there's an, an older uh, one. I've watched it. It's good. amazing. Okay. All right, then. Perfect. Nessa watches the older version of Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> this is slowly becoming a regular podcast show and not a limited series. <laughs> no, these, no, these no, are no. Only, it has to be a These are only Patreon. Well, I guess they have to be released from Patreon at some point. These are old Patreon-only bonus episodes. <laughs> it's a limited series until it's oh. not. Until it's not. Until we get into like, have we considered watching Chucky after that? Like, this is like, there's dangerous territory. I know. Anyway, so, um, Brooke and Jake, like, this is this is the episode where everyone skips school and nobody gets in trouble for it. So, Brooke and Jake, uh, have a conversation like during class and. Brooke is really distracted and is like, I need to know for sure if my dad, like, actually killed my mom and, like, what's going on in, th- in that video. And Jake's like, well, we'll just, like, we'll leave school during lunch and we'll go check it out then. Um, And then Noah is actually doing stuff in class. Um, he's been placed in Audrey and Will's scene. <laughs> because... <laughs> Because he asked Mr. Branson to just, like, put him in someone else's scene. Um, and Will and Audrey actually kind of have a nice moment here where Will's, like, where Audrey, like, goes to apologize for flipping him in front of everyone. Uh, and Will's like, no, I deserve that. <laughs> Noah says, uh, a, this is the start of a beautiful mutual tolerance. <laughs> yeah. In the alternate universe, uh, where this show got big instead of Teen Wolf, I feel like like Audrey, Will, Noah was like a rare pair, and I would but I would be oh weirdly invested in. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Emma and Kieran are still flirting. They're still doing their little scene together, and uh, Emma's like, "Yeah, our parents slept together." <laughs> And Kieran, like, wants to know if her and her mom have some kind of, like, weird mother-daughter sex bet going on. If someone said that to me, I don't care how rich they were, how attracted I was to them, how good our, how good our relationship was, how long it had lasted. I'd be like, alright, cool, so we're done here? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll get my stuff. I gotta go. Just, like... What a wild thing to say about someone's mother who you do not know. Who you've never met, actually, at this point in time. Oh, Kieran. Oh, buddy. 
And then Maggie is uh, Maggie is in the station. Lorraine has called her in to ask her why it took a full week to like determine that Rachel's death was suspicious. And she's like grilling Maggie and like she thinks that Maggie has like a bias and is defending the sheriff. And she's like, well, I think that like you're like just doing a sloppy job because like we found that there was DNA at the scene that was missed um, and it matches one of our suspects. Um, and they they let you think for just a moment that it's going to be Branson. Just like one brief shining moment um, because like cops come into the classroom and they they address Branson first. Um, but then you find out that they're there to arrest Audrey. Well, they don't arrest her. They just take her down to the station. Yeah. But to quote Noah later in the episode, because Emma's like, well, maybe they just want to talk to her. And Noah's like, that's a phone call. That's not a perp walk out of class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, they take Audrey, Noah and Emma, like, go in a separate room. They, like, they both, like, leave class, I guess, and, like, go in a separate room to have their, like, crisis meeting and Noah is, like, very quickly trying to explain his theory about Mr. Branson to Emma. But they get interrupted by Mr. Branson, who, like, takes Noah aside and is like, Have you considered doing a monologue for class instead? I wish Mr. Branson... Powerful. <laughs> I wish Mr. Branson was, like normal like i wish that there wasn't the whole brooke and brooke and him plot because this would be yeah. Yeah, this would be perfectly good if he wasn't sleeping with brooke because other than that he'd be just like a a cool not cool teacher yeah and like you could still have the like oh he's suspicious thing without that in my opinion because that's not even what the the what makes him suspicious like it's that he's like got malware and whatever like it's nothing to do with brooke and also clearly knows his students well. He's like, he's like, you know, Noah, you're always giving these long ass speeches. Have you ever considered a monologue? <laughs> that yeah. is such a good salty statement. <laughs> so funny. I love it. And, and Noah repeatedly says that Mr. Branson is the only teacher who still lets him talk in class. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fair. At least the show is aware of what Noah is like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is very funny. I didn't even think about that. Noah's just not allowed to talk in his other classes. Do you, how long do you think he was able to go on about math? Or does he get, like, really off topic? Yeah. He starts monologuing about serial killers and trigonometry. <laughs> he starts talking about how correlation does not mean causation, but ice cream sales and murder rates correlate. <laughs> God. Um... And so then, uh, so then Audrey is like in a uh, interrogation room at the police station for questioning, and Lorraine comes in and is like asking her these uh, questions about Rachel. Um, and Audrey says that they were like working on a, a video project together about like being weird teens in a small town. Um, and she went to see Rachel the night that the video of the two of them went up, um, and they went for a drive together. Um, and this is kind of how we find out that Rachel is the only one who could verify 
Audrey's whereabouts on the night that Nina was murdered. And now Rachel is also dead. Um, and then at that point, the sheriff bursts in and is like, hey, legally, you can't be doing this without, like, one of Audrey's parents here. Yeah, honestly, shout out to the sheriff throughout all of the interrogation scenes here. Yeah. Yeah. This will only be a good arc for the sheriff if he then quits his job later. Because if he goes back to being a cop, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's just copaganda, but the, like, the other kind. Where it's like, cops can be bad, but not this guy. He's a person. Yeah, I, this was a surprisingly good episode for the sheriff because he very firmly takes Audrey's side. Yeah. And is like, hey, like, you are not doing this legally like i'm gonna call audrey's dad and i'm also gonna stand here in this room with the two of you and wait until audrey's dad shows up yeah big mood and like and like lorraine tries to get him to leave and he is just like not having any of it and so the sheriff and lorraine like go out into the hall to argue and audrey gets her phone out of her bag while she's not being watched. And she tries to call Noah, but it goes to voicemail uh, because we know that he's with Mr. Branson, but Audrey doesn't know that. Um, And then it cuts back to Emma and Noah and Noah's like, yeah, I had like a really normal conversation with Mr. Branson. I think that like, maybe he actually had nothing to do with the murders and like maybe Tyler and Nina were just kind of like using him to like run their blackmail operation. Um, and he also says that he got Branson, Mr. Branson's phone number, which is, I guess, sort of normal. I mean, we know, we know Mr. Branson gives out his contact information Uh on Billy as well. Um, and then he's like, I also got his fingerprints because I used an app on my phone. The logic is stretching too thin. Yeah. Also, what how does how does Noah run fingerprints? In. I I don't know. <laughs> I, that would be a great next episode if Noah was like, okay, so I got the fingerprints from this ludicrous app, but I actually don't know how to run fingerprints because I'm just <laughs> despite what Audrey said earlier, I'm not the NSA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I got his fingerprints via like an app that I had running while he was like typing his number into my phone. I was like. Surely there's no way. <laughs> um, and I guess his plan is like they can run his prints and like find out if he's ever been convicted of a crime. Well, so if they run his prints, they have to be on file. So <laughs> as a teacher, yeah. um, you legally have to get fingerprinted in order to teach in a public school classroom and most private school classrooms. Um, so his fingerprints are on file somewhere, guaranteed. Yeah, I think um, I think Noah's, um, remember later he keeps talking about name changes? I think if he gets the fingerprints, he'll be able to, like, see the old name and then see if that yeah. is, like, teacher ousted from every town in America for murder. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I, again, the disbelief is stretching a little bit thin. <laughs> And and then Emma gets a call from an unknown number, but it's from Audrey, who I I 
think she thought she's calling a little... from her dad's home. It's not her bag. Oh, is it is it her dad's? It's either phone? her ba- her dad's or it's um the state police officers. It's it's her dad's because okay. he walks in with his big leather briefcase and then sets mm. it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we do see Audrey's parents. They're real. We yeah, we do. We see her dad and we learn that her mom is uh in Boston getting treated for cancer. Um But yeah, she gets an unknown call and it turns out to be from Audrey. I actually thought that was suspicious because I was like, why does Audrey know Emma's phone number by heart? They aren't friends. Or like they weren't friends for a really long yeah. time. Yeah, but they used to be. I think I still have my like childhood best friend who I'm not friends with anymore's phone number memorized. Yeah. Well, but their cell phone number? Yes, but I. But at the same time, I don't know my social security number. Sometimes the brain is just like... Okay, that's fair. Because, <laughs> like, I, I know a bunch... Like, I still know a bunch of my childhood friends' like house phone numbers, but I, I don't know any of their cell phone numbers off the top of mm-hmm. my head. Anyway, I thought it was a little bit suspicious. Um, and then Audrey is... Audrey gives Emma instructions and is like, hey... Like, there is an SD card from my camera from September 5th, like, the day that Nina died, in my room. And I need you to go there and destroy it without watching it. And you find out that this is going to be a race against the clock because uh, Lorraine, the state police officer, has also gotten a warrant to search Audrey's house. Real fast on that Um, warrant, judge. Yeah. Um, and, And so Emma and Noah also go to to skip school to take care of this for for Audrey. So Brooke and Jake are skipping school. I wrote here, I can't believe Jake reads Stephen King because he like quotes <laughs> Stephen King in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Jake once again being a compelling antagonist. Creepy young man. <laughs> they're like, they're trying to, like they continue to try to make Jake like really suspicious by just like making him surprisingly well yeah. read. <laughs> Which is very funny to me. And so they're they're in Brooke's garage, uh, where like this this big freezer is where they, they think that like her dad has like stashed this body from the video and Brooke can't get herself to open the freezer, so Jake does it for her, but there's nothing inside. It is completely clean except for a piece of like bed sheet, which Brooke recognizes as being sheets from uh their guest bedroom so if anything further the, sus- the entirely empty freezer is more suspicious there should be a bunch of weird unlabeled meat in there yeah like, yeah exactly half a box of frozen macarons <laughs> yeah the fact that it's just like completely empty and clean is kind of a yeah kind of a tip off so then emma and noah go to audrey's house uh, and they break into her house. I, I liked that Emma knows where Audrey's parents used to hide their key because she like looks under a rock for it and she's like, ah, oh, they don't hide their key there anymore. Yeah. And so she, <laughs> Emma does like the worst job ever of breaking a window. <laughs> it's also like, why would you do that? You know they're probably going to search and they're obviously going to find your fingerprints now. 
It's a race against the clock, but she does not check a single window. I, I'm assuming they check the front door, but she checks the back door, it's locked, and she immediately goes to bare hand punch through the window with a small figurine in her hand. Yeah, it's really just like the worst anyone has ever got it at breaking and entering. She not only like punches the window, but she she has to do it like three or four times in order for it to uh for it to actually open enough that she can like put her hand in and uh and do the handle. But yep. doesn't doesn't bleed a single drop. Meaning once again why I don't think any of us could take Emma in a fight. I was also thinking that because I was thinking of the scene in the beginning of the nice guys where Ryan Gosling punches through a window to uh, to try and break into a building and then has to go to the hospital because he because he bleeds so much he passes out. <laughs> Emma does like exactly that same thing except it's not played for comedy at all. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, this is how they break into the house. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, and they go up. Uh, they go upstairs and they they go to search Audrey's room. And I specifically wrote here. I I remember this sequence because of how stressful it is. It's really stressful. Um, yeah, because they're they're searching through Audrey's stuff as the police are like rocking up to the house, um, like in the driveway, and they're like searching through. Like, Audrey's, like, boxes of SD cards that she has, like, meticulously organized in her drawers. And as the police are, like, coming into the house, they find the one that they need. And they're like, oh, shit, we got to put everything back. Like, the cops are here. We have to make it look like we weren't just totally searching this room. Um, They do a bad job. Yeah, they, they do a very bad job. They just kind of stuff all of Audrey's stuff back into the drawer. Uh, I, I like how Emma and, says, like, who says she keeps him neatly? And then just yeah. walks out. <laughs> yeah, Emma's like, well, nobody said she was neatly organized. <laughs> and just, like, throws everything back in a drawer. Um, and as, like, Lorraine enters Audrey's room, she, like, it's kind of implied kind of shown that Emma and Noah just like escape out the window it would have been so much cooler because I feel like all the cops are inside if there'd been like a cut outside and like Noah and Emma were just like standing like pressed up against the side of the house yeah um cause cause Lorraine like looks out the window and does she see them? I think she just sees roof yeah I think she just she sees roof but it's like it's implied that they they like escaped out the window and they take the SD card back to the video game store and they <laughs> they get a hammer and try to break it but neither Emma or Noah can like bring themselves to do it <laughs> and they decide basically like whatever is on it like they know that it makes it it must make Audrey look really guilty and that's why she wants them to destroy it. And Emma's like, well, also I haven't gotten any calls from the killer since Audrey was taken in for questioning. And that makes me suspicious. Then Emma gets called down to the station and is like, Hey, why did Audrey call you? 
while like we were out of the room and Emma lies and she says, oh, Audrey called me and told me to call her mom because her mom is in Boston and she didn't want her mom to find out from anyone else that like she's being arrested. Um, and Lorraine says like, well, we know someone broke in, like broke into Audrey's house. Like we were pretty sure it was you. Um, Maggie is there and defends Emma and Lorraine is like, well, if Audrey goes free and someone else dies, then it's your fault, Emma. Lorraine. Which, fucked which, up thing to say to a teenager. So, yeah. so normal to teens. I don't like Rain very much. I don't like her either. So Maggie kind of gets Emma out of this conversation and Emma like takes her aside and is like, I think that somebody is, is framing Audrey and like wants her to be arrested for this. Um, and then we get some Jake and Will stuff. Uh, Jake is goes uh, into the school locker room and he finds that something is missing from his bag. And then he... <laughs> their school has like a weights room and he and Jake like appears while Will is lifting weights alone with no spotter in like a dark weights room uh, and threatens him. <laughs> and it's like, where's the money, Will? And Will won't tell him. And and Jake, like, almost crushes him under the weights. Yeah. And, like, threatens to put him dead in a ditch for stealing the blackmail money. Hey, hey, hey. In and several pieces in a ditch, Marn. Okay. Yeah. yeah, in several pieces in a ditch. I love that it starts with Jake threatening him by saying... Coach says we're not supposed to lift without a spotter. Let me help you. He just, like, crushes him. It's terrifying. And he just, like, leaves him stuck under the weight to scramble. Yeah. I don't know much about lifting weights, but I do think Will has good form for getting out from underneath the weight. Yeah. He, like, tips it to the side and then, like, over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he manages to get out without being hurt. Um, and then he, he goes and meets up with Piper, who's just kind of, like, standing in an alleyway. <laughs> um, and he has, like... So he goes and meets Piper, um, and he... And Will says, like, I need your help to make things right, and I'll give you, like, a sick story in exchange if you come with me. And Piper's like, all right, I want a sick story, so I'll come with you. And then cut back to Emma and Noah. They decide that they are going to watch the suspicious SD card together. And they find that it is a video that Rachel filmed of Audrey right after Nina posted the video of the two of them. Um, And Audrey is like extremely rightfully pissed off. Um... But obviously it doesn't make her look any less suspicious. Yeah. But also it's like it's like a hundred percent talk. Like yeah. if the cops saw it and then we're like, perfect, we've got the we've got you on murder, worst cops in the world. Yeah, because it's it's just like Audrey like ranting to Rachel and Rachel being like, Alright, calm down, like you like I 
you're scaring me a little bit. And Audrey's like, well, like, we have to take karma into our own hands. And, like, we have to make sure that Nina never bullies anyone ever again. Um, and, yeah, it it is very obviously just, like, teenagers doing shit talk and being like, I'm going to kill her. Like, I'm going to go to her house and, like, fuck her up. Um, but it, 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 it does... It, it would look bad if it got out to the cops. Um, and Emma doesn't think that it automatically makes Audrey guilty. And Noah is not super convinced. Yeah, Noah's having a, a crisis moment here. Which Noah better get over that shit fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Noah, Noah has a little bit of a crisis because he's like... Well, I like that's not the Audrey that I know, and like, what if she really is a killer? And I was like, why? Like, what makes you think that though? Yeah, he's like, I I knew Audrey could kill someone, but I figured it would be like protecting me in a bar fight. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, and then Emma goes home, and I guess takes the SD card with her because her mom almost catches her watching the the video again and emma is like really scared that maybe audrey is capable of murder um and she's starting to have second thoughts and her mom is like all right let's let's leave like i want to i want to take you somewhere and show you something um and they go to uh maggie's old house um where Emma's grandmother used to live. And uh, and and Maggie gives Emma some answers about the Brandon James murders. We get a, a bunch of exposition in the scene that I I thought was well-deserved, and I was glad that we finally got yeah. it. Yeah, I just wrote, yo, fucked up tragic backstory, Maggie. Yeah, so we, we learn, we get to hear finally the, uh, the Brandon James story from Maggie's point of view instead of just like, like, 20 years later hearsay uh, from other people and Maggie says like yeah like after the murders we moved out of town for a while and then we came back and that's why nobody like knows that I was involved um, but she talks about how her house shared a backyard with Brandon James's um, and she she like shows Emma that like you can see Brandon James's house through like the hedge of of uh, the other house and she's like, yeah, we grew up together. Like, we were childhood friends. Um, we would exchange, like, little gifts and notes through, like, the, the hedge. Um, and we were, we were just really good friends who, who grew up together. Um, and Brandon knew that um, Maggie and Emma's dad were, like, having relationship problems. And that, like, her, that, like, Emma's dad was not the best guy. And so he came to the school the night of the dance to try and convince her to, like, break up with Emma's dad and that she deserved better, basically. Um, and Maggie's boyfriend came out and that was when the violence started. Um, but Maggie remains unconvinced that Brandon actually had anything to do with the murders. She doesn't think that he killed any of those people. Which, like, props... And, like, matches my Brandon James thing. But also, Maggie, why did you then go on to have a kid with the only guy who survived that whole thing, who 
kind of looks super suspicious if you don't think your chi- your childhood friend was the one who did the murder. Yeah. Yeah. I am sure we're going to learn more about it later. Oh, yeah. I bet it's going to be juicy. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be juicy. And I mean, also, if it's like bad relationships, sometimes that's really hard to leave. That's true. That's oh, true. yeah, true. Especially yeah, if you she- think he's just murdered a bunch of people. And if you try to leave, you could be next. Yeah. He just murdered yeah, so she... many people and got away scot-free. Because mm-hmm. she also says that um, that Emma's dad is the reason that Brandon got killed because he called the cops on, on Brandon. I thought her um, father was the one who called the cops. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe I'm wrong, yeah. Because she, like, because Maggie went out to, like, meet Brandon and just, like, talk to him and... Uh, the cop shot him and she feels really terrible and like guilty to this day that she didn't like defend Brandon to the cops and like make it known that he wasn't a murderer. Um, and she basically tells Emma all of this because she's like, well, if you think that Audrey's not a murderer, like you have to stand up for her um, and you don't make my mistakes, basically. And I also wrote here, Maggie's actress is really good. I like her. Oh, yeah. It was good. I did. Is being bi-curious the same as, like, I was, like, being the Phantom of the Opera? Is that, is that like, a one-two? Yeah. I think it is. <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah, I think it is. All right. Sure. Confirmed. Um, and then they go back to the... this. This episode is really just a lot of, like... Emma goes to a different location and then goes back to the police station and then goes to a different location and then goes back to the police station. Yeah. That do how So it they be. go back. To... They really do. So they go back to the police station and Emma says, like, I'm ready to talk. And she goes in to talk to Lorraine and she's like, yeah, Audrey hated Nina, but like, she's not like, she definitely didn't kill Nina uh, because I went to Audrey's house the night that Nina died to confess that, like, I helped film that video. And so I know that it couldn't have been Audrey because I saw her at her house. Yeah, she uses a really good balance of, like, you know what they say about how, like, the best lie is mostly the truth of, like, using her exact words from when she did confess confess to Audrey using Audrey's words from the video clip. Yeah. Yeah, she tells a, a very believable lie basically about how she uh she went to Audrey's house to to own up to helping with the uh helping with the videotape. Um Maggie also makes a case. Oh, the thing I forgot to say is they found Audrey's DNA on the Brandon James mask. On the inside. That was in the hospital. Yes, on the inside. That's like Lorraine's trump card that she like pulls out um, while she's interviewing Audrey. And she's like, well, if you weren't like involved in this, then like, why is your DNA on the inside of the Brandon James mask? And then Maggie says in this scene, she's like, I mean, like, the these kids were, like, touching everything at the hospital. Like, they tampered with basically all the evidence. So I don't think that this DNA is actually admissible evidence anyway. And the DA agrees. 
Yeah. Yes. And she backs up Emma's story by mentioning when Emma confesses to her about the video. Ooh, yes. Also, doesn't Audrey technically lie because she's like, yeah, no, I we didn't touch the Brandon James mask, but like literally they accidentally knock it over. Like, yeah, somebody touched it. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, that though. that is true. Oh no, wait, Emma's the one who tries one to them... touch it, but still, like, there's a lot. Yeah, of... I think it's Emma. There's a lot of back and forth. Yeah. And then, so Audrey, Audrey gets out. Like, they let her go because they're like, okay, well. Emma, like, gave her an alibi, and, like, this DNA evidence is inadmissible, so we can't, like, hold her at the station. Emma sees Audrey outside the station and asks if they're even yet, (laughs) which I liked. Really putting a sandwich between episode five and episode six. Yeah, this whole episode is really nice. Or, like, this little, like, section when Audrey gets out is really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I I liked this little exchange between the two of them a lot. And Audrey's like, well, we're almost even. Um, And she asks if Emma watched the tape. Um, And Emma says that she did. And Audrey is basically, like, ashamed of what's on that tape. Like, she's like, yeah, afterwards, like, what's not on the tape is that, like, Rachel took my keys and threw them out the window. And she spent the rest of the night basically looking for her keys in a field. (laughs) And she says that she kept the tape because it's, like, one of the last videos that she took of Rachel. And also uh, because it reminds her not to get that, like, angry and out of control again. Yeah, I thought that was nice. I thought it was nice that Audrey doesn't spend, like, a single second mad that Emma watched the tape. Yeah, that was good. I I liked that. Although also it does really prove that you like don't believe what's on the tape if you, if you watched it and then proceeded to um, lie to the cops to protect me. Yeah, yeah, true. I li- again, Audrey and Emma have like incredible on-screen chemistry. Um, and and Emma returns the SD card to Audrey and they hug and they have a little moment. And it's really nice. It's a good scene. Yeah. Yeah, they're friends. And so then the the ominous ending of this episode is uh, the mayor comes back to the uh, the freaky like abandoned garage, which is like just a fun set. It's very spooky. It looks like it belongs in a horror movie, unlike a lot of the other sets in the show. Um, and he comes back with the money, and he has this like <laughs> this very funny like showdown with will (laughs) who like will is trying to give him his money back and like the blackmail video and the mayor just like straight up doesn't trust him (laughs) which like as far as the mayor is concerned will is the one who held a knife to his throat and broke his nose yeah yesterday yeah exactly (laughs) and will is and will doesn't have that context so will is just like trying to do the right thing and, like, give the money back to him. And the mayor almost shoots him. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so Will returns his money. Um, Will also gives him, like, the the phone that has, like, the last copy of the blackmail video on it. Or um, so he thinks. Or or so he thinks, because we know that Jake has it. And the mayor, like has like a gun in his waistband and he he like reaches down for it 
And then he decides not to shoot Will. Um, but he is like, be careful, there's a killer out there. Which doesn't look good, um, considering what's about to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah, because then we find out that Piper's been recording this whole thing, and Piper's like, you realize he just, like, threatened you, right? Like, he just threatened to murder you? <laughs> and was like, yeah, it's fine, let's get out of here. <laughs> and so then they they go to leave the garage, um, and they uh, they, like, hear someone moving someone else moving around inside the garage and they're like well we should get out of here and they find that it's been locked from the outside um and will's like okay it's fine we'll just like use the other door um and then there's a very genuinely scary moment my wife gasped because like it, it shows them moving through this like dark abandoned garage and you see the like the killer in the brandon james mask kind of like pop up behind them like behind like a low wall so you just see like the face oh yeah that was very scary i like yeah. that a lot um and they they do kind of a thing where you you get like the shot of will and and piper like moving through the area and you see the killer come up behind them um and stab will from behind and will like falls down and piper falls down and like completely brains herself on like a piece of concrete um, and then the killer drags Will away to do something nefarious, but we don't get to see what it is. Yeah. We did mention that Will got stabbed in the chest, right? Yeah, yeah, he gets he gets stabbed in the chest. He's still alive when the when the killer drags him away. Yeah. Um, but perhaps not for long. Another thing I liked about this scene when they're like sneaking around is they they make sure you remember that Will got injured earlier with the oh, yeah. weightlifting because he's breathing super heavily the entire scene. So they like make sure you remember he had a weight crushing his That's chest a good earlier. Catch. Also, yeah. I, I do like how he's like, as he's being dragged away, Will's like, Piper, please help me. You're the adult. Yeah. Yeah. Piper is <laughs> like is unconscious. <laughs> she's, I mean, she's still a little conscious and it's just like, ah. Literally, Will has spent the entire episode just trying to do better. And <laughs> and see, nothing see is going you. right for him. Because, like, he confesses to... He goes to talk to Brooke, too. And be like, hey, this is what's been happening with the blackmail on your dad. But Jake has already gotten to Brooke first. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't believe him. She's like, Will, why would Jake do that? He's rich. You're not. Yeah. And it's just really Will's no good, terrible, very bad week. Yeah. This this set of episodes is very fun, too, because it, like, it sets up that a lot of people have very valid reasons to dislike Will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they continue to do the thing of, like, oh, anyone could be a suspect. And it's just, like, who hates Will the most? <laughs> It's good. I'm stressed out. I wonder if they're gonna open the next episode continuing from that point, or they're gonna hold the thing where they just make us wait for for it. Yeah, I I really like that this this show, a lot of the episodes continue on in like the next moment from where like the last episode left off. Yeah. 
This is also, I think, like one of the first ones that we've left off on like a huge cliffhanger too. Yeah. Yeah. What's gonna happen to Will? <laughs> what? It, so, what do we think overall uh, about this batch of episodes? Good batch, honestly. A lot happens. It has some moments where it's like, oh boy, a lot's happening. But I think for the most part, it really progresses everything in a cool way, even if I think it's getting kind of messy with the state police coming in. Yeah, these were like a fun roller coaster. Uh, the first one more so, but the, the episode six had its moments too, especially with everything with Maggie. Yeah, I liked I liked the Maggie stuff. I like that we're we're kind of getting more answers now that we're officially halfway through season one. Season one is twelve episodes, so we have hit the halfway point. Oh, um, I I like that we, uh, we get all this stuff with like the the blackmail plot is is taking shape very quickly, and all of this stuff with like Emma and Will. Um, and now we possibly have another murder on yeah. the horizon. Yeah. All the plot lines are starting to intersect. Yes. It's very exciting. Yeah. I enjoyed it, Buckets. I'm, my one regret is that I didn't have a chance to watch the episodes twice this week. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I I I wanted I kind of wanted to rewatch these cuz episode 5 was just so wild as yeah. I didn't have time. Um Emma and Nessa, do you have any guesses about who the killer could be now that we're halfway through season 1? Oh, it could be so many people. Is the thing. I still really think it's going to be someone where I'm going to be like this is bullshit. I can't believe it was extra number 7. Um <laughs> Piper, I guess. I, will, I guess Piper yeah, wasn't I'm... there when they did the murder. <laughs> oh. I think Piper's involved. I think Piper could be involved. I think Emma's dad could be involved. Emma's dad. I don't know if they're going to be, like, the core elements, but I think they're definitely involved somehow. Um, I know they're really trying to make Jake look suspicious, but I think they're doing it in a way that makes him look less suspicious in a way where I'm like, okay, so it's probably Jake. <laughs> I had uh, forgotten that they build up Emma's dad so much. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like... I mean, because a lot of my theorizing goes off of, like, elements of the original Scream. Yeah. And, like, the original Scream... Yeah they do not hesitate to make Billy look suspicious the entire time. Yeah, I thought that that was interesting that they kind of do the Billy Loomis thing, but with Audrey, where yeah. Emma's like, well, since like they they took Audrey into the station, like I haven't gotten any phone calls from the killer. But then she like just continues to not get any phone calls from the killer for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Would Brandon James's brother be a thing as well? Like, my brother died. I know that's not Scream. That's more of, um... Who's the guy in the lake? Uh, Jason? Uh, Jason. Jason? Yeah, it's kind of more of a Jason thing. It'd be like, it was a family member getting revenge, taking up the mantle. 
Yeah, I feel like they could probably pull that off. Mm-hmm. Um, who? All right, I gotta think about my most and least valuable players this week. So a lot happened. Um, oh boy, I think my most valuable player has to be Emma. She uh, she she really did it all this week. She slapped Will in the face. She took her social issues out on on a murderer. She had sex in the woods. She shot a gun. She skipped school and broke into a house. And she lied to the cops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Emma's my oh, yeah. MVP for the week. Um, I think my LVP for the week is the mayor. <laughs> He is getting blackmailed by teenagers. <laughs> he has a hundred thousand dollars, but not a way to take care of these meddling kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he is literally like a Scooby Doo villain. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, that'd be so much funnier if there was a Scooby Doo villain who just like was like reaching into the back of his pants and was like, "I'm gonna shoot Fred." <laughs> Oh, I mean, LVP might also go to Piper, though, now that I'm thinking about Don't it. Don't steal my LVP. Okay, I won't, I won't. Nessa, who's your MVP and LVP? Uh, MVP, I'm gonna say Noah for having technology that does not exist. Um, he's a he's a real boy boss, and I love that for him. Uh, LVP is Piper, because, like... Just all you did was stir the pot, give bourbon to a child, and uh, fall on the ground real hard. Yeah. Jacqueline, what about you? Um, MVP for me this week is going to be, I think, Jake for establishing just like a bunch of different character elements that are like, this is this is all American psycho shit. Like the, the <laughs> ice cubes. The just like there's so much happening. Uh, LVP is going to be Emma because I didn't like her. I I didn't like her story about Riley at the funeral. I didn't like that she assumed she couldn't speak English. Uh, oh yeah. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, that I sucks. did. I did put Emma. That's racist into <laughs> my notes. Yeah, we didn't talk about this, but yeah, Emma tells this like terrible story about how like would her and Riley were in like elementary school or kindergarten or something uh they met for the first time and like Riley was so shy that like Emma just assumed that she didn't know how to speak English I was like whoa that sucks why would you tell that at somebody's funeral yeah I do wish we'd gotten to hear like where that was going (laughs) to be like is this gonna be any better like is it gonna be a tiny Riley popping off on that would have been nice yeah yeah um, Emma, Emma, what about you? So I will say that my MVP and LVP have also been taken, so I'll also mention my runners-up, because my MVP this week was Emma, uh, because for the most part, like, she was on it, she was just, like, going off, kind of taking control of this situation, uh, we love someone who is willing to lie to the cops to protect their homies, someone who is willing to break into their friend's house to protect them when she knows the cops are on their way. Like, there's a lot going on there. 
and to lie to the cops like several times. Good for her. Uh, my runner up for MVP though was like special shout out to Brooke for owning up to Emma about the bet thing because that does kind of yeah. kickstart Emma's cool. I'm done with everything now. <laughs> arc. Um, and does directly lead to her hitting Will. Um, True. And special shout out to the sheriff specifically for stepping in when Audrey is being improperly interrogated. Mm. Uh, and then my LVP is Piper because she is trying to pit everyone against each other. And just like walking into these dangerous situations is very much like, cool, I might just watch a child get murdered and record it for my podcast. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And I don't like that. I don't like that energy she's bringing to the table here. I don't trust her. Don't give bourbon to minors. Um, yeah. And then uh, Rain, the state police person, is one of my LVP special mentions for interrogating Audrey improperly and like not following any protocol. Uh and a little bit of an LVP shout out to Maggie for the most part. Just like she's in her own show right now. She's in her little dramatic. This is my backstory. I'm having a romance now story. Also for Lorraine, like the fact that someone posted a video of you and a girl making out in a car. So you would behead her boyfriend and then murder her at her house. Yeah. You, you're, you are a, did, I mean, did Audrey flip Will in class? Yes, but Audrey is also 5'1 and weighs 89 pounds. Yeah. And, like, so much went on there that clearly, like, clearly that was a premeditated murder, yeah. not a crime of yeah. passion. Yeah. I mean, the, the proper response to being cyberbullied is to behead the person. Everyone knows this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who hasn't beheaded a few people? <laughs> oh, I'm in, I'm in my French Revolution era. <laughs> God. So, yeah, I th- I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Next week, we're gonna watch episodes seven and eight as we hurtle towards the season one finale. I think I remember a little bit of what happens in seven and eight, and I'm very excited to watch them. Yay, yeah. yeah. So and until next time, uh don't get stabbed. Don't get, don't stabbed. get stabbed. Do get stabbed. What? Oh no. <laughs> Nessa, Nessa no. no. Arm <laughs> Do whatever you want. Oh!
welcome, welcome to the best idea for a podcast of all time. This is Champs in the Making, a Pokemon Bracket podcast where we take every one of these creatures in the Pokemon video game franchise, put them in a bracket together and find out which one the best one is. Starmie gives me like organic, free range, gluten free, like fidget spinner energy. Swallow can swallow a tire hole in one gulp. Ladybug looks like it is ready to give you so many high fives with each of its little mitten hands. <laughs> I don't like Weird Ear's face. It's got a big testicle for a nose, for sure. <laughs> I think Dido King's favorite beer is PBR. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Champs in the Making, a Moonshot Network podcast about Pokemon. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or first at patreon.com slash moonshotnetwork.